Oh my gosh, I just had the scariest moment ever, um, which was going to become this moment where I didn't record this podcast. <laughs> oh, I got back to my record screen and I didn't like normally it's pending a post and it'll kind of be sitting there spinning a little bit and nothing was spinning. And I almost just lost my mind. Like, really, Hannah, you didn't push record? rookie status. And I did. And it was sitting there and deep, deep breaths were taken. Um, okay. Hi, welcome. Today we're talking about healing, healing from things fully, because when we don't heal, we repeat. And I talk through that. And at some point I start talking nonsensically and I really have no point in what I'm saying. Um, but we get back, we get back on track and I get a little bit lost in that thought, <laughs> but I think it all kind of plays out the way that it's supposed to. So heal, love yourself fully full you that you're called in this world to show up as. And I think so many times we just never heal from those traumas that told us it wasn't okay to be this person. And so I want you to trace that all the way back to wherever that hate or hurt was laid on you and start thinking about it. And about why and how and where to go from here. Hey, welcome to the Death of a Dream podcast. You know, this whole journey, the entirety of this work really was based on this idea that I had shown up in life feeling fine, feeling just fine about my life. And I had decided that fine wasn't good enough, that I wanted more. And more than anything, I decided that I wanted to live life on my terms for the first time ever. And season one, the very beginning of this podcast, of this daily journal podcast of what a journey out of that place looks like. Season one really explores a ton of different paths to what was meant to be my destiny. And now we're moving into season two and there have been twists and turns that I could have never expected starting this a year ago. Starting to just show up and ask questions. And if you want to start all the way back in season one, you can start there. If you're starting a journey, it's a great place. There's a lot of exploratory vision work that happens. There's just a lot of movement through understanding myself better and understanding what I even wanted my terms to be. Now that we're moving into season two, this really becomes sort of the coaching portion of walking, walking that dream taking those first steps, some of the things that might happen to you, some of the things that have happened to me as I explore and move into this new path. 
And so it's really just meant to walk along with you. If you ever needed someone to hold your hand, you ever needed a community to support you changing and challenging and growing, that's what we're here for. We're here five days a week to help you keep growing. That's what the Death of a Dream podcast is all about. We're so grateful that you're here. Hey, welcome in today. Ooh, this microphone is looking weird. Okay, let's go ahead and dive into our great things. My great thing from this weekend was really just, I don't even know. You know, I've been working so much with this idea of healing myself from diet culture. And and if you don't know what I'm talking about, please, 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 please do yourself a favor and go back and listen to my episode, my Empowering Women Wednesday episode with Mia Greco, because that's what we talk about. This idea that diet culture has come in and put its mark on entireties of our lives, right? Like, uh, anyways, so I've been presently healing from that. I went grocery shopping for the first time where I wasn't punishing myself or saying, constant things like, no, that's bad, or no, that's good, or, you know, just that constant construct and that struggle with like, what do I even fill my pantry with? And I think I went with this idea that we, our lifestyle, my family's lifestyle is very (laughs) grab and go right now. And when we can sit down and eat, that's beautiful. But there are seasons of our lives that just don't roll with that. And I had spent so much time stressing out and wishing that we could be something that we weren't and putting food that surrounded us that coordinated with a lifestyle that we just didn't have and won't for a while. It's not going to get better. It's going to get worse, right? We're only going to get busier. And so... Instead of having food that coordinated with our life and where we were at, I was constantly mentally struggling with how to provide food that was good. And what I learned from Mia is that all food is good, right? It just serves different purposes. It feeds our bodies in different ways. And we, we, me, I was restricting because I didn't trust myself right? But like, what's trusting yourself? What's the point? I saw someone share a comment today that was like, if I have to eat rice cakes, barely live my life, exercise until I'm blue in the face, to be the size small that I think I need to be in order to be important, just isn't worth it, right? And I'm not saying that health shouldn't be at your forefront, but I do want to start challenging what health 
actually looks like for you because I wasn't taking into consideration the amount of strain food put on my mental health as well as my physical health, right? And both sides are important. It was amazing this weekend for me and my daughter. She had gotten done with a football game. We had went to help with a garage sale that we weren't planning on working. And we were sitting there and we're like, oh, we're hungry. And instead of calling my husband, my husband being like, we have no food. He's like, yeah, I'll throw in a frozen pizza and I'll bring it down to you. Right. And we've never had those options available to us before because I wouldn't put frozen pizza. It's just not good for you. It is good, right? It gave us something to eat where as before, if it had been the week before, we wouldn't have eaten anything. And then we would have came home and we would have been starving. We probably would have binged and we would have eaten everything in the house or we would have ran to Dollar General. We probably would have eaten. I mean, like, that's the thing. I was trying to save myself from something that I was going to do anyways. Right? But now we have it and we used it when appropriate. It was necessary. And it was so amazing. It was amazing to have that available. It was amazing to not have to stress talk my husband through how to heat up this or that for how and what he should look for if he was looking for food. I mean, come on. So that's my great thing from this weekend. I really think, you know, that's where we all should get with ourselves is just loving whole places that we're in, loving and allowing ourselves to bring in foods that we actually like, not constantly coaching ourselves into this place where we're filling pantries and fridges with food we're never going to eat because we're told that that's what's good for us. Okay. So take time today, celebrate yourself, recognize yourself for your own greatness, period. So important. So very important. Okay. Today, we're really talking about... Okay, so this is what brought this on. So I was thinking about this all weekend. Last week, I was interviewed for a podcast. And this podcast, they talk about creators and kind of saving yourself from or stepping into a creative realm that you weren't allowing yourself to be in before, which like, if there's a podcast that I'm supposed to be interviewed on, it's this one, I'm certain. And so luckily I was. (laughs) And part of that, he asked the question of like, well, what were you like as a kid? And what were you like as a kid and how does that play into who you are now? How does that play into your creativity as a whole? And in that moment, I just started to think of who I was and I just, I just remember having a constant story 
telling a constant story in my mind all the time as I'm and this is this is what that looked like so I would be riding my bike and in my head I'm like okay so I'm riding my bike and this whoever rides by right and they see me and they see my yellow bike and they see me and they discover me and then we go off and I start a circus some like there were always these drama filled stories in my head of like this could happen or this could happen or this could happen I was constantly like playing that in my head and you know I can see visions of my life before it happens and that kind of keeps me <laughs> pointing true towards true north which I understand that that sounds like the craziest thing I've ever said here but I think I've always been able to see those I think I've always had stories rolling around in my head ways of looking at the world that I didn't ever really appreciate right and so when I started to go down this path of rediscovery of who I was who I am now who I want to even be part of that was going back into my childhood but until he asked that question last week I hadn't really thought about how who I was makes sense with who I am now Right. And so I was walking home on Friday or no, I had went on a bike ride with my daughter this weekend and my seven-year-old and she's riding down the street and she puts up this like peace sign on her back. She's riding with one hand and she has this peace sign. And what I start to realize is that like, that's something that I would have done because what I'm guessing in her mind, she's playing out like, oh, what if someone drives by and they see me and they see that I have this peace sign or they see me and I have this one hand on the, on the bike railing and they think that that's really cool. And like, there were always just these things that I was doing, these stories that I was crafting in my head, even though like no one had driven by in hours, nothing. I mean, there was really no reason to even be playing these narratives out in my head, except for there's just this never ending story playing out, right? And these never ending thoughts. And so when she did that this weekend, I was just like, um, this is why. This is why this podcast needs to happen. This is why I have to write and create and allow this type of work to happen in front of those girls because there's a chance, right? There's this huge chance that they have the same gift, and I'm now calling it a gift, that I do. The same gifts that I've been blessed with, they have. 
And the last thing that I want for those two girls is to cover that up most of their lives because they didn't think that it belonged anywhere. Because they were told early on that they could do anything, but some things were off limits. Some things couldn't happen here in Iowa. Some things couldn't happen because of where you come from, because of who you are, right? There are some things, and most of those things lie with getting a four-year degree and working for as big a corporation as lives in your town. And I did that. I listened. I listened because the people around me didn't fully trust that they had the power to do these things that they were telling me to, to do and go after. I just listened. And I never really asked myself. And so this work, probably most importantly, is to show those two girls that actually anything they actually want to do, they can do. Period. And fully embracing that, fully looking at that, and fully healing from those things that hurt me, right? Going all the way back, tracing it all the way back. Because when I first started, I remember saying to myself, and I'm sure that I said it on the podcast early on as well, I remember saying, I have started and stopped so many things in an attempt to do this thing, to find freedom, to build my own thing, to like really get in sync with the things that I want. But I'm not going to repeat it. I'm not going to start and stop this time. I'm not going to get all excited and then let that die down. I'm not willing to go down that path again. So to me, it looked like having to heal and discover why that happens. And here's why it happens to me. It happens because I had this never-ending voice in my head that would say, like, you're not rich enough, you're not privileged enough, you can't do something like this. And that came from a very middle-class, Midwest upbringing of, like, Hannah, the world is your oyster, except for we don't have any oysters here. And so the world really is just, like, red lobster oysters. But don't think about you know, fresh oysters from the sea. That's really not something you're ever going to be able to do. So just think about the ones that you could get at the town that's a half hour drive away. Just think about those ones. Those are your oysters. The rest of the world's oysters really aren't yours. Just think about those ones. They come with Cheddar Bay biscuits. They're the best oysters that you're going to find in this area. Let's eat those ones. Those are the ones that are available to you. Try not to dream bigger than that. But if you want to, you can. But there's probably like 
a 10% shot that you even get that. And I believed everybody. And so when I was tracing that back, I really started to realize that that belief, having that belief planted in me so early on completely changed my trajectory. Completely impacted this moment where my dream died and I just started to settle. And so part of the movement, the biggest part of the movement was healing from that. And the last year of that journey has been that process, has been the healing and refinding of myself. And more than anything, you could sit here and go, well, I'm just going to listen to the podcast and I'll be all healed up in a year. Not true, first and foremost. Secondly, I'll say I showed up every single day to do that work, to do it out loud, to process it. I mean, essentially, this podcast was my therapy, working through all of that every single day. And so when you show up, when you practice something every day, when you are unrelenting in your pursuit of that, and definitely COVID and the quietness and the ability to pull back and be able to work every weekend for four or five months on this and sit really quiet with my own thoughts, definitely impacted our ability to get where we are now. And, you know, the biggest piece of that was healing from that ideal, healing from that belief that was planted in me early on. And so when you trace that back, you have to heal from that or you'll continue repeating it, right? And that's what I had realized. I just kept getting in the same place and the same place always sounded like the same thing. Right? I would do so much. I would have success, but not quite enough for me to actually believe that I could keep going and keep doing this thing. And what I can tell you is that consistency over everything. Consistency is what's going to do it for you. And the consistency part really becomes a lot easier when you remove all of these kind of expectations that are looming over you, right? And that's not to remove them, to be like, oh, yeah, give yourself a break. Never, you don't have to do that. First and foremost, you don't have to do anything. But if you're miserable, if your life needs changing, if you want something, then I suggest that you start healing first. Because if we don't, it comes back up, right? And so I had to trace all the way back, all the way down to seventh, being seven. To begin to understand and piece together the puzzle pieces of my life and understand how I got where I am right in that moment. Where I was three years ago. Where I am today. How I got there and what were the things that were informing the choices that I made. And so when I was talking on this podcast, it was almost like a second 
realization of how we got where we were, where we are now. And I think so much of that was crafted from this idea that I didn't know and I was never going to know. And that there was a path for me, but only the ones that had been charted before me, only the ones that I could see, like, we weren't really allowed to embrace this side of things. And so many people, so many people that I watched growing up had their dreams just squashed by this very idea that I'm talking about. This idea that there are things on the table for you, but a lot of them just really aren't for you. You should settle in. You should settle in. You're really allowed to try, but probably only until 20. If you don't make it, then come back. Come on back. You're just not going to do it. It's okay. Just join us. Right? Just raise the next generation of people who will get one step higher than you, but not really anywhere. You know, and I'm constantly challenged by this idea because I totally understand. I get, I get that there are people in this world navigating this life perfectly happy with where they are. I'm not trying to talk to you or offend you by what I'm saying. If you're happy with where you are, truly happy, truly content, then this isn't the podcast for you. Right? Especially if you're as happy as you're telling everyone. Guys, if you're happy, if you're not hurt by the same things that I was, if you're not needing to go on a process of healing because you're perfectly satisfied... Don't hurt yourself in an attempt to match what I'm saying here, right? But what I am saying is that there are people in this world who aren't happy, who are showing up as someone different, who know that they have this constant knock or this constant voice that's telling them to keep going, to keep discovering, to keep pushing. And if you're one of those people, then this place is perfect for you. Because you know that you have something, right? You know that there's this call. And I think the biggest piece that helped me most out of that place was healing from the things that hurt me first. And that was just because I had had so many failed starts. Right? And I would create something new and then this narrative would creep back in. And so I would repeat. I would stop again. I would stop believing again. I would limit myself. And so the abuse of whatever happened, whatever you're healing, that exact narrative may not play out again, right? Just because you were abused in a relationship doesn't mean that you're going to be abused again, but maybe you repeat similar relationships, similar things, 
that keep coming up as a result of not healing from that, right? Not that that exact thing is going to play out, but it will repeat in some way. So I never heard again that I couldn't be something because I didn't have enough money, but my response, my limiting belief around that continued to limit where I was willing to go because I had that constantly playing, right? So you may do that in a relationship. You have this belief that if you if you do something that's not approved, you're going to come home and it's going to lead to discomfort in your relationship, right? So you just never do anything. Or you do something, but you do it so crazily because you're scared of what might happen that you just go overboard completely, which is probably going to cause discomfort anyways. And so then you don't really even know if that's what caused the discomfort or maybe it was that you were so flaily about it. I don't know. I don't know. But what I am telling you is what I do know. (laughs) And that's this fact that if you don't heal from it, it will repeat. And so go back. And I'm not, I mean, I love counselors. I love all those things that sometimes just writing it down, sometimes just saying it to someone gives you significant relief, right? Because so many times we just keep it all bottled up and we just hold it. And so this podcast really has acted as a sounding board for those things that I was healing from, right? I got to say it out loud. I got to process it. I got to work through it every single day. And what I can tell you is if you want to heal faster, keep showing up, keep doing the work, keep moving through it. I thought it would take so much longer, but what I found is if you just stay consistent and you keep keep the gas pedal down on anything that you're trying to move away from and you don't just run blindly, right? You take all of that with you and you let it go as you heal from it, you will get there. You will get to this place where... I remember like the day that I healed from it, the day that I kind of dropped that last limiting belief. And I've picked up new ones, so don't kid yourself. But the day that I let that last one go, I remember just feeling like I had finally risen above clouds. And every step, every weight that I dropped, every limiting belief that I dropped from those early on traumas, I would lighten up and float a little bit higher and the clouds would become less and I could see again and the fog would be less and then I'd drop another weight and it'd be a little bit clearer up here and I'd drop one more and a little bit clearer and then boom, the last one would fall off and I could finally see things as they were. I could finally see that nothing was that far away that I didn't have to settle for the oysters and the Cheddar Bay biscuits at the local Red Lobster, that the world really 
is my oyster. But we had to heal and let go of those things before we could really allow ourselves to see life as it is. Right? To see how unlimited and expansive it truly is. And to finally see that everything that I want is perfectly possible. I had just been raised in a world where everything I want had significant limits put on it, right? Mixed with this idea that there really was no worth in the type of person that I showed up as naturally in this world. And so most of my life was spent trying not to be that person, trying not to show up as her, trying to show up as anything but. Because she didn't have a place. And she didn't fit this mold. And she showed up and everybody was kind of like, yeah, that daughter of yours, (laughs) Hannah, huh? Right? But please understand that those types of people are the people, right? Are the ones that go on and change the world. Are the ones that blindly and beautifully believe that they can make a difference. Those are the people. And you're probably one of those people. But you've been told wrong. And so I want you to go back to see what those impact points were, right? To really find them and heal from them and let them go as weights that have held you back for long enough. As always, you're smart, you're strong, you're beautiful. What are you going to do? change the world. Hey loves, I'm so grateful that you tuned in today. If you want more, you want the weekly update and this is called the Don't Do It Alone, your weekly guide to greatness. That really is going to give you the inside look at the tactics from the weekly discussions that we have right here. Um, That's a weekly guide to greatness that you need in your inbox, go over to nusink.com. And the first thing you'll see is the subscribe now um, to get that in your inbox. I would love to hang out with you and give you a way to apply the things that we talk about on this show to your life. Um, as always, you can find me on Instagram at the death of a dream. Um, find me there, follow me there. Let's chat. Uh, cause I know that some of this stuff is impacting you in bigger ways. And I'd love to talk with you about it. What's going on? How are you using this? How is this changing you? And as always, if something hits with you, please share it. Please go ahead, review this, this movement, the death of a dream movement is about rising one another finding new ways to look at the world, finding new approaches to life and growing together. We are a community of mostly women 
who are looking to change our lives in some way. So like, share, comment, review. That's how you can pay me back if this has helped you in any way. I'm so grateful for you and everything that you are doing.